What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Kingdom, a small town golf podcast where it is our mission for our listeners to learn at least one thing per episode, golf related or otherwise. And of course, have a few laughs along the way. So to kick things off, as per usual, we'll head up north, see what's going on in Dauphin with Reg. What's going on, buddy? Hey, guys. Hola. How are you doing? Good. You, uh, Good. you recovered? Still hung over? Where you at? Feeling, uh, feeling pretty good, man. Uh, as mentioned in the group chat last night, Johnny Boy parted the last four holes, a stretch of hole 11, 1-1, one, one, hole 11 at Gilbert Plains, Tron parred. We were three down with four to go. Parred there, made a four-foot slider there, four-foot slider on 12, Chipped it to an inch for a net birdie on 13. And then, in the darkness, made a 22-foot slider to win the match. Damn. Oh. It was wild. Absolutely wild. We just you guys stunned do, them. You do shotgun there? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, man. That's, you just reminded me, you said that we started on 15. Maybe the hardest starting hole in golf. I hit a driver, like hardly get it airborne, just flies straight into the pond. Find the ball, take it back, hit a hybrid straight into the bull rushes, drop another one, another hybrid straight into the pond. So I start with three absolute worm burn piss cutters, and that's it. So I just have to start around on 16, basically. <laughs> I thought I was going to shoot 120, man. It was absolutely wild. I said, if that was in a tournament, like I might have made a 15 on that hole. <laughs> so that was your first round or first, yeah, first round of playoffs then? Yeah. Yeah. So we're moving on, obviously. Nice. Congrats. How about your Tron? And I started the night with a Caesar. I was too good. So I chugged it. Uh, I went up to find something, another alcoholic beverage. And I actually found the, uh, is it Patton 50 or? 50, whatever it is, the purple gin that's distilled in Manitoba and mixed it up. So, so that's what I got here tonight. What did you mix it with? Uh, club soda and lime. Why is it purple? That's what color it is. It's like an elderflower. Purple gin, bro. Thing. Oh, it's good. It's cute. It's real nice, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big gin guy. Uh, it's an acquired thing, I think, because I'm I'm starting to like him more and more with how like I've had a few lately. Jor, what about you? What are you up to? Top of the evening to you, my good friends, Trums and Reg. Uh, <clears throat> well, um, let me just say this: I went to make a chalada about half an hour ago, which I'm drinking now, and I put soy sauce into it instead of Worcester <laughs> sauce so that's what that's the kind of day that's been Wednesdays are usually pretty wild for me um although that seems to be life lately do you guys ever feel like uh you're just too busy uh-huh like do you ever f- just feel like you know you could use three weeks to catch up on your life every day I don't, in I don't my know life. that I don't <clears throat> <coughs> Mine's also driven by anxiety too. Yeah. That feeling. I just feel like humans weren't um, designed to be this busy in life, but no. Anyways, things are good. You Um, doing okay there? Yeah. 
I don't know. I might have the virus. Oh boy. <clears throat> no, uh, we're done golf now. Me and Moose lost out on third playoff hole last week to Waters and Demers in the dark as well. Um, Waters made an up and down on the bunker in the dark, put it to about two inches, and I had a downhill putt uh, about, I don't know how long it would have been, but you can, it's really hard to read putts in the dark. Have you guys played in the dark before? Like you can't tell where the green breaks at all. Oh. So I actually thought that I had a good putt. And it, I hit it right going left, and the actual putt went uh, left going right. So I, I missed the, I missed the hole completely just because I couldn't see where the freaking putt went. But uh, that's that's how she goes. So we're just gonna go out there tomorrow and play. And it's supposed to rain though as well, right? Yeah, next three or four days. So it's supposed next to rain the last weeks. two days here, and it's raining for about two days or two two minutes. So oh, really. You guys must have got dumped on last night, eh? I don't know. No idea. Check the radar. And it so. looked like there was two huge storms going over Brandon. Well, it sounded, I think, I don't know how much rain we got, but there was a bit of rumbling. Uh, drums. Hola. What do you got? Uh, I'm on the Vino, as usual. Uh, still on, what do we got here? Barefoot. Just the classic barefoot. Alcoholics choice. Were you drinking wine at Dally's wedding the other night? <clears throat> Did have a bottle, yes. Yeah, nice. Our table had that... our table had six, six bottles. <laughs> it wasn't that fun of a wedding, to be honest with you. No, it was a terrible, terrible time. Awful time. <laughs> I got back into uh, whiskey for the first time in oh yes. And that was good whiskey too. Oh, Wisers. Yeah. The Show first Dally for good doing that. I went I was the first one at the bar. And I was like, yeah, uh, spiced rum and seven up. And he goes, uh, we don't have spiced rum. I'm like, I'm fucking really, open. yeah, I'm out of here. June two. I'm like, where's Dal right now? We're having a talk. And then the next time I went, <laughs> next time I went up, he's like, I found, I found it, I found it. Yeah, so, they're tucked away in boxes, eh? Yeah, like three different kinds of uh liquors that were missing at the start. It was the guy's first day on the job, he said. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, those guys uh, were good, shit. they were good, they were good. But like you, Jor, uh, we are out of men's night as well. We lost playoff hole yesterday. Uh, I missed a three-foot putt to extend the match. And three feet is being generous. Walk us through it. I almost like wanted to start the whole course on fire. I was going to... No, before, bad. before. Like, were so, you nervous going in, making the putt? No, not at all. Oh. <clears throat> but... He was like, uh, so the guy we were, yeah, so the team we were playing against only had one guy, which whatever, it's fine. And we, but we still lost, but my partner played pretty bad. So it was basically just me and the other guy had, had, uh, head to head, but he like, I chipped your partner doesn't listen to this. Yeah. (laughs) I chipped it. (laughs) I chipped it pretty tight. Uh, so we played 18 for a playoff. I chipped it pretty tight for par. And he's like, uh, I got to make you putt it. And I was like, absolutely. Like, I, there was nothing in my mind that I wasn't putting yeah. this. And as soon as I couldn't get my hands comfortable on the putter yesterday, like it, I would, I was doing my cross hand and then I was going back to normal and I just yanked this thing. And yeah. then I was ready to start shooting people. Holy Tina Glenn Lee. Uh, what? That the tee shot there? Isn't that wild? 
Yeah, it's pretty wild. Uh, <laughs> I just right now, like now, I just rip it through the trees. Doesn't matter. Yeah, but that still takes pretty precise aim. Yeah, or through the trees. Yeah, I just power oh, it through okay. the tree. <clears throat> gotcha. Yeah, I never thought of taking that route because I'll, um, I'll never hit that. Like it's this big. Yeah. Stock's not a one through there. I think I went over the trees on the right side, um, which is also pretty tough to do. It's pretty straight up there. But uh, we played Glen Lee for the first time this year, right before or on Dal's wedding day, actually. Uh, me, Dal, and Stocks went out. And I got to say, Glen Lee is actually in pretty good shape, surprisingly. Those greens are pretty good. <clears throat> um, obviously, different than you know some of the high end courses like Gilbert or. Uh, oak or something like that but you know the the, the putts actually rolled pretty true and uh it was it's it's actually a really fun course it, it, i think that it, it it takes a lot of shit for no reason really but it is a fun course to play yeah it's super fun like you're not getting in a lot of trouble kind of anywhere right. on that course like if you miss it four fairways like you can still hit it yeah. back like it's not i think that that's why it has a reputation that it does because it's not overly challenging per right. se like you're not going to become a better, a much better golfer playing there every day. But uh, at the same time, who cares? Like yeah. it's a, it's a fun course. Like it's a real, I don't know. I had a good time. Maybe it's just because it was wedding day and we we're having some drinks, but. Yeah. So we were, uh, we were going into 13 dormy and 13 is like 320, kind of that dog leg. Right. Right. Yeah. Yep. With yep. the yeah. trailers on the left. No. No, no, that's oh. the next hole. And, uh, or, yeah. Now, what am I doing? 10, 11, 12, 13. Yeah, I'm 13. So I'm like, okay, well, I got to hit driver and I got to hit the green. And so I hit driver, hit it really good, but I was pretty right. And I was like, fuck, it didn't draw. And of course, I always draw it somewhat at least and didn't draw at all. And so we get up there and I looking on the right hand side can't find this thing can't find this thing and then i'm like just take a quick spin behind the green and it's like two feet off the green just on the down slope like right behind the pin i'm like shit really uh, yeah so then that's a good drive yeah so i just a little bump and run and i hit it about two feet barely onto the green and i gotta sink a 20 footer for birdie which i did oh then we get to the next hole and uh, so the guy we were playing against made par <laughs> and I missed my par, just missed my par, but, and then my partner goes and I'm like, well, I'll pick it up. And I go to like, shake the guy's hand. He's like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, he's going for bogey. Like you parred, we're good. He's like, they both just stood there looking at me. I'm like, the fuck's going on? And my partner's like, well, I got a stroke numb nuts. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> you didn't show up all day. So I just fucking forgot about you. <laughs> So who's your partner again? Uh, Ryan Fanuff. Oh, and know. he, uh, so then he drains like this four footer for bogey with the stroke to keep us going. So that was, that was our mm. eventful night. And then I completely blew it. Oh, well. Yeah. It what it is. yeah. Hey, you I, know I what? have, okay, sure. sorry. I just have to give a quick shout out to Moose. Um, I guess before we get any further, uh, tonight we're going to talk quickly, not quickly, but it might end up being quickly at this rate. Uh, we're going to do a Tamarack preview, Tamarack 2021 preview coming up starting Saturday morning. At what time, Rigo? We're at 8.48. 8.48 start time. 
Um, so we're just going to go through a couple of the holes uh, that we find most interesting, maybe give a few tips on it, maybe share a few stories and give our predictions. No, just kidding. We probably won't do that because we didn't practice that, did we? For predictions? Yeah. I don't even know who's in the field. So, well, maybe we'll do it. Maybe we'll do it. I think the odds are the Vegas odds would be Dustin Dick on three back to back to back. But, uh, <clears throat> anyways, quick shout out. Um, I'll let Rigo do some housekeeping after this. But, uh, me and Moose were down four, I think, with five to play. We came back and tied the match on 18 to force three playoffs. Um, but Moose had, uh, probably 25. I'd say 20 to 25 foot. It kept getting longer every time we told the story, but it was about 20, 25 foot eagle putt, about two foot, maybe two foot of break, and uh, made it for eagle on 18 to force a playoff. Ooh. And the best part about it, he, he kind of goes down like I thought he was going to do a huge fist pump. Like cleans the ice, like a, like a goal. <laughs> <laughs> and then we had a huge hug on 18 uh and then we lost on the third playoff hole but man moose clutched up he made it also a probably 25 footer on 17 i think he could have two putted but he just made the putt anyways to win that hole too so he was pretty clutch it was it was a, i just i live for that stuff in golf what do you guys do on the playoffs do you um yeah, we kind of got we had some issues there too. Yeah. Do you use strokes? Cause, yeah. Cause one, one whole one Demers would have had a stroke and we all wouldn't have. So it was, we just kind of said like, we don't want to give him the stroke, but um, like it's up to you what you guys want to do. So we decided to go play holes with no Without, strokes. So which yeah. that's what we, that's what we did too. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the actual real rule is on that. It's kind no. of a weird situation, but that's kind of what we mutually decided and went with that. So, yeah. Reggie, what do you got for housekeeping tonight, buddy? Well, one <clears> last <throat> thing on that. Uh, we always talk about gimmies and, and what to do and what not to do. I'm not going to name any names. I never played, but um, nobody on here would know them anyways. But so it was number 17. So the third hole of the day, I chipped it to like 18 inches, maybe a little farther. And I'm like, okay, let's go slip a dime under that. The guy putts, hits it like five feet past, makes his putt for par coming back. So usually, like, if that happens, like, you tie the hole, you just grab the guy's coin and flip it to him. I have to putt this putt. So I'm like, okay. So I just go step up and knock it in. It might have been two feet, but, I mean, it was it, – I would never make it in putt. So, mm. so fast forward, fast forward, we're now – two down to three to go. One of their guys has a eight footer for birdie. Dad has a uh, five footer for par. So if he, if this guy makes the putt for, from eight feet, they win the match. He blows it past two and a half feet. Dad makes his five footer. So now I was like, well, probably if you would have given me that one on 17, I'd probably just tell you to pick this one up. Puts it and misses it. <laughs> That's me. It's really? like it was the absolute karma. Like that golf god's like saying, like, yeah, <laughs> nice going, buddy. Yeah. But here you go. Dad, I know that shit works. <clears throat> oh yeah. I said to dad because we got back to the cart. Dad's like, what just happened? 
It's <laughs> like, well, I don't I guess they're putting those if they get them. But that was kind of yeah. weird. That that shit's weird. Yeah. Okay. Um uh, cup, no, sorry, I have a couple housekeeping things, Rigo. Believe it or not. Actually, it might just be one. Um <clears throat> Yeah, we can we can talk about some of these other things another time because we've already been BS in a while, but uh, we sh- I want to give a few shoutouts to a couple tournaments that are coming up. <clears throat> um, one is the Rose Bowl in Nipawa, and that is a uh, Kenny Keeler has won it at least one time. I don't know if he's the defending champ or not, but it's September long weekend, which is in about two weeks now. I know. We'll be in uh, Saskatoon then, Reggie. Um, but it's the 59th annual. So I was going to put a post on Instagram about it saying, you know, if you've had 59 freaking tournaments, it's probably a, a pretty good time. Because that's a lot, right? Same as a Tamarack. Like Tamarack's what? One, 150 or 100? Tamarack was no, 82 80. in 2015. Yeah, so this would be uh, 88 <laughs> this year. Oh. 88. So, okay, let's – sorry, keep going, but I'm going to write that down. i got to come back to it. Um, the Rose Bowl, I believe you kind of make your own – I hope Landon – sorry if I'm if I'm wrong about this, but I think you kind of set your handicap at the start, and that's how it all gets going. And you play matches based off of kind of what you I think there's in. a qualifying round, is there not? Oh, is there? <clears throat> I thought so, but maybe not. Anyways, Obviously, neither of us September 4th, 5th, and 6th, uh, September long weekend. Nipua, I think it had a rough start to the year, but from what I've been hearing lately, uh, it's in pretty good shape again. I know they had the amateur there, and it actually looked really good, which was uh, about a month ago now. Um, so check out Nipua Golf on Instagram for that for more info. And then uh, the Ironman, which uh, Rigo and I are playing in now with our, uh, with our family. So, yeah, it's yeah. gonna be uh, me East and Mom against her dad and Kel. So, oh, it's gonna be a battle. So that is uh, September 11th. That's in Minnedosa. It's a three-person scramble, and it's uh, similar to the Gilbert Ironman, in where they uh, make difficult pin positions, and they put the tees in uh, different spots, usually way back. So they they essentially make the course as hard as they can. And uh, I know we love three-man scrambles. That's what our King Cup was. Um, so if you are interested in that as well, check out Minidosa Golf on Instagram. Uh, Patty did a post on it the other day. So if you're looking for some tournaments to play in, closing out the 2021 golf season, uh, those are two of our Kingdom Podcast top recommendations. Isn't it crazy we're almost like middle of – end of August – it's crazy. It's the it Tamaracks like, in four days. Oh, it seems like this summer's been f- ten years. Like it started in March. Well, and then we got a month break of, of summer for the fucking lockdowns and shit. The vid, Where we couldn't yeah. golf. Yeah. Well, we could golf. We just had to golf by ourselves because you know how science works, man. Like, don't yeah. you watch the news? Yeah. <laughs> Yay, science. Okay. <clears throat> Speaking of that, glad to have the ball washers back. But let's get to, uh, let's get into things here. Tamarack. 
Fuck. So just skip the housekeeping. I won't do it. It's all good. I thought you did it already. <laughs> no. You did. Oh. I tried to twice. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yeah, I did. There's a on the pod. There was a six-man playoff for the first time in PGA history on the That's weekend. That's fucking wild. Uh, it was wild to watch. Like, absolutely wild. I was following on my phone at George because he wouldn't turn on the TV. So I was, I was watching on my phone like a Zoltan at his house. <laughs> uh, and it was, it was crazy. It was just like – it was like a horse race. So they all went off. And uh, Sloan actually chucked a dart. So the, the players were uh, obviously Sloan from Canada, Raji. Harley's brother. Harley? Yeah. Uh, Kisner, Adam Scott, Nah, Brandon Grace, and Siwoo. And actually, Russell Henley led the whole weekend. He had a putt to win it from 20 feet on 18. Right. Blew it, blew it three and a half feet past. And then the guy that he was playing with, ah, uh, shit. McCumber, Tyler McCumber is who he's playing with. Cucumber. This guy, this guy, bl- like, blew his putt for birdie passed and then he i swear to god he might have took five minutes to putt this four footer meanwhile henley's got this three footer to make the playoff and he's standing really? off to the side because he marked it yeah that's and this guy's kind of making it about him and by the time like i like it had to have been close to five minutes he was standing there imagine the thoughts going through his head fuck so then he steps up there and I'll, like it's just i don't like that shit like get out of the way yeah, you want to. I know you've been grinding and I know you want a top 10 or top 15, whatever it is, but just this guy has a chance to get to the playoff. Anyways, gets to the playoff, and me and East have now left George's house because I knew that I couldn't tell Easton that I wanted to watch this playoff hole in this no name tournament. So I have no cable. No, I know. I said I, I told Easton because I was watching it on the couch and I was like, okay, well, she wants to go. So I'm not going to sit here and watch this playoff. So I, I'm driving, watching it on Bell TV. Get, she's like, let's go to Booster Juice. So I get there, just walk in, and I swear Sloan's literally just about to pull the putter back for his birdie putt, and my phone dies. Okay, <laughs> right on. Right. I guess I'll find out who won later. Okay, thanks. Oh, but it ended up being uh, Kisner put one to like three feet, and he said that he probably has an advantage because not many guys play as many groups of six and get drunk like he does. Oh, during the week. Well, Kiz was the one that said if you could uh, drink beer, ride carts, and listen to tunes, yeah. you'd win every week. Yeah. Yeah. So he said, if this he atmosphere felt right to anybody, it's me. I don't think he is, actually. I think he's a beauty. Yeah, me too. I'm Team Kisner. <laughs> could you imagine those six people? See, woo, shaking that ass, shaking that ass. I think I'd have been, I think I'd have been cheering for probably. Well, I guess Sloan first and then Siwoo. Right. right. Siwoo? Uh, yeah, I like You have Siwoo. to love Siwoo. Yeah. Actually, I like that Grace. He pumps the ball. Uh, That's a 6-6 six, six sum, actually. Yeah, it is. Uh, Adam Scott also missed a four-footer and lost $800,000 because of it. So He's probably sucks. doing okay. I know, but he still lost $800,000 whether he's doing okay or not. Yeah, I missed so, it. Like, That's I- a lot of money. I missed a three-foot putt last night, and I'm on a men's night, and I want to burn the country down. And he <laughs> he, he just pissed away 800 grand. Okay, last thing real quick, and then we can get into the Tamarack. Uh, Northern Trust this weekend, opening weekend of playoffs. Uh, 
I saw the replay of when DJ played Spieth in that playoff on 18. Mm. And Spieth, and Spieth crushed one out to crushed one out to the right, like carries it 300 yards, like in a perfect spot. DJ steps up and aims like 60 yards left where Spieth was and puts it like 40 yards short of the green. That was ridiculous. <laughs> Throw back to the time DJ murdered Spieth. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, that was crazy, man. And then Did he you stuck get... his putt or his 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 uh, approach too. Yeah. Like, that was an easy yeah. approach, wasn't it? An elevated no. green. Yeah, yeah. Did you guys see the video of everybody doing the happy Gilmore? Yeah, the, the Tigers Tiger made video. Yeah, just crushes it. <laughs> when was that filmed? Obviously, a year ago. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think. Well, yeah, pre-COVID, I think. I think it was on the anniversary of, of uh, Happy Gilmore. If I remember. Well, no, because right. like they. They would have taken like a week and just filmed all these videos at the same time with all those guys there, like the one where they're doing the 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 shape yeah, shot challenge. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Is that it, Reggie? Yeah, let's get into the Tamarack. You mad, bro? Not at all. You? Team. Oh, I didn't know that you had housekeeping, man. I'm sorry. Hey. Tamrack, let's go. <laughs> okay, well, what do you what do you want to start with here? Because I will start by explaining to people who don't know what the Tamrack is. Take it away. It That's is an excellent a, idea. <clears throat> it's a week long uh, match play format tournament consisting of a men's division, senior men's, champion men's. It's called Masters Men's now, juniors, and it's now ladies scramble. And there's people from all over North America. There's people from Texas, Florida. Actually, Stephen Pointing played, I think, when he was living in England. So yeah. he came across from there. I remember that. I think he actually won it when he came across. I think he won Maybe like I... two or three in a row. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, what it is is uh, I'll just basically cover the men's men's format of it. Yep. That's, I don't know, yep. most generic. So we qualify as we, as we were talking about uh, – Saturday morning at 8.48, and then uh, usually when you have a, a morning tea time on Saturday, you go off in the afternoon on Sunday. So after you finish your first two qualifying rounds, you get flighted. And in the men's division, there is a championship division and then one through 13, or one through 14. And there's 15 flights overall. And uh, you get flighted accordingly to your qualifying rounds. And then there is a, depending on where you qualify, but for the majority of the flights, uh, you play your first match on uh on tuesday and it's one versus 16 two versus 15 and so on in all the flights and uh if you win your match you get put to the a side if you lose your first match you get put to the b b side and then uh constellation side they call it and uh the next match would be on thursday and as soon as you get to thursday if you lose you're done so you got to uh you got to keep winning come thursday and then if you win that one, you play Friday, and if you win that one, you play Saturday. So you can play a total of uh, six rounds. It's actually a pretty good bargain if you if you make it to uh, the following Saturday. Uh, the, Saturday is tough to get to, though. Yes, it is. Very like tough. We got to play some good I th- golf. I think I played in on Saturday once. <laughs> How many uh, tournaments have you guys done? This will be, I think, I'm counting. I think this will probably be my 21st, so I'm guessing Jordan would be there. 20, what? Yeah, I started playing when I was eight eight and nine, I believe, in the Cubs. 
Jesus Christ. I I don't know. I don't know. I would have guessed 10, but. <clears throat> no, we were playing it when we moved to Dauphin. And Dauphin we moved to Dauphin in 2000, so. From Strathclair, yeah. Manitoba. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, one interesting part of the men's is there is a Calcutta for the championship and first flight. Uh, the prices get astronomical for, I'm sure Dusty Dick will sell for a pretty penny this year if he qualifies. Uh, and they also do a horse race now, right, Jer? For the championship flight. Do they? I think it's Monday night. All of the 16 guys from the championship go out, and I think you can actually bet on that in the Calcutta as well. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, me either. I haven't been there for about five years, so <laughs> hope to return this year. Okay, so there's been 88 of them, or are we on 88? This, this year? would be number 88. Okay, so 87. We're going we're gonna to do some homework here, but we're going to put bets down. How many champions do you think there has been? I could, yeah. I got the book at work, too, like of all the – yeah, I got his champions. So. I got it. Oh, you have that too? too? Yeah. Okay. Just the men's division you're talking? Yeah. I, I would say probably 35. No. Is that your number? Oh. oh. I know a few gonna, people have won it a couple times for sure. Yeah. I'm going to say like 56. Do you Rich. have the answer drums? No, I said we're going to have to do some homework here. <laughs> I just came up with it or just thought of this from <laughs> Well, we'll leave the listeners on edge. So we got 35, 56 drums. Uh I'm gonna go sixty-one. Really? You think that there's been sixty-one unique winners? I could think of like five people who I know that have won it twice at least. That I know who then? of. Who then? Well, Dusty, Jared, didn't Jay win twice? Yeah. Pointing. I don't think so. I think just once. No, Boynton was junior, though. Oh. Cranes have won a few times. I think Jared's won it like 10 times. Uh, Jared's probably got 10 by himself. Okay. So we got our, we got our locked in. Anyways. <clears throat> 56. Yeah. Caitlin what did Troop- you guess, Drum? 65? 61. Yeah. Caitlin Troop's winning percentage has is probably eight. 95. <laughs> she, has, <laughs> she has eight wins. But I don't know if they have the women's anymore. I I don't think they do. I I think it's just the scramble now. Well, because she she was just dummying everybody. Yeah, true. I was either that or kick her out. True. Yeah. So I guess we're going to probably focus this next uh, half hour, per se, towards people who are golfing in the Tamarack. Um, So if you're not golfing the Tamarack, maybe turn her off. Or, I mean – it'll be applicable to the holes at clear lake too we're just going to kind of go through about six or seven holes um our key holes i guess you would say and uh just give a few pointers on each and kind of how we play them and then maybe cover a few different um thoughts or processes that we've learned through experience here again not golf professionals Rigo's pretty good golfer but this is all just based on our own experiences in the past so where are we starting drums we are going to be starting at hole number four for today. Uh, so hole four is I'm trying to pull up a scorecard. Par five. 
slight dog leg to the left. Well, to it's the right, sorry. hole four is from the what are we doing? Blues or whites usually in the tournament? Blues usually. Uh, blues. Yeah. I think so. So you're five twenty, par five on hole four. Plays a plays a little shorter with that. It plays quite a bit shorter if actually. Land, if I would have never thought it was that long. But that's right. Like that that blues would be from like the back tip. So yeah. Probably realistically, lots of the, lots of rounds you're playing from the whites on that hole, right? Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's a risk reward hole. Probably the biggest risk reward on the course, I would say. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Like all those other like there's drivable par fours and stuff, but I would say that this one, it's a tough tee shot if you're going to go for it, and then also that second shot. I mean, <laughs> if there's any kind of wind, I mean, I've hit anywhere from a pitching wedge to a Three wood into that green going for it. So with basically the same tee shots, it's, it can play really difficult or it can play. I don't know. Like you, do you guys normally just lay up or you go for it most of the time as well? Uh, depends on tee shot for me. Like anything 200, I'm probably not going or sorry, like a, anything over 200, right. I'm not going at it, but if right. I'm two and kind of in, uh, I'll, I'll give it a shot. Because that creek's not that big, right? No. But everything slants to it, so everything funnels to the creek. And it's tight. So, and it's tight. So here's the thing for me, because I've tried a lot of different strategies, and I I personally struggle with this hole, especially in like a stroke play format like that. So I always used to hit driver, and it was okay. Like I'm not the longest hitter. I'm not a short hitter by any means, but – um, when you're playing stroke play, it's it's pretty hard to hit a 220-yard shot over a creek, uh, especially if there's a bit of wind up there or whatever. So I kind of just switched my strategy to hit like a six iron um, because the second shot is basically wide open. But the problem that I found with, with doing that is the first, say, 200 yards of that hole is all sloping so hard to the right that I've hit a lot of irons there that I actually thought were okay. And they're in the trees down there, right? But you uh, and you've hit some up to the left by the trap there too, and then it brings the other road just, trees in there. The because thing about that's that kind of like too. the tightest part there, right? If you yeah. can get if you can get past that and over the that part of the hole, it's down sloped, and it opens up huge too. Like on the left side, it opens up way more than you think over there. So yeah. I think that I'm going to switch my strategy back this year to either hitting a driver. Or a wood because a six iron, it seems like a good play in theory, but it it hasn't worked out great for me to be honest with you. The only thing was the only issue that I have, and I I I would never like I go for it most of the time. It's tough to stroke. It is tough to commit to it. But if you're gonna hit driver off the tee, if you hit it anywhere from two seventy to three hundred, like there's no sense hitting driver if you're not gonna go for the green. Because then you have like an 80 yard shot to get to the 100 yard marker. Right. So it's like, yeah. you might as well just hit a four iron if you're going to lay up anyways. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. So, but match play, I mean, I hit driver there every time and go for it every time. Yeah. Yeah. Even if the guy's in trouble, even if the guy's in trouble, I still go for it because I've learned my lesson too many times where I think if a guy's in those spruce trees to the right, that he's dead, but he's not. I mean, yeah, he hits he one shot up. to the 150. Yeah, yeah, and then he's he's putting, and then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, shit, why did I lay up? Now now we're square. Yeah, but you know, it's a rare thing to be able to get it 
a shot out of those trees. I've been in there a lot of times where yeah. you can hit it 20 feet and that's it. You just have to get really lucky in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which a lot of guys are. So, I mean, I've seen yeah. it happen before. Yeah. What about the green? Well, I was just going to say, like, even that second shot, there's a, you don't want to be left there ever. Um, but if you're right, obviously there's a bunker on the right side. So you have a, a really difficult sh- shot then going over that bunker, especially if the greens tucked or the pins tucked to the right, it's a really hard up and down from over there. Mm-hmm. If you're going for it as, as crazy as this sounds, I always take one club less and I know it sounds backwards, but I always do because I'd rather almost at times be below the green even well, in the if, hazard. Yeah, if you're because, long, you're dead. Dead. Yeah. Like long is absolute death. So I always take one club less because that bunker shot from up top, that long grass up top. I mean, yeah, it's just it's oh, not, you're uh, Yeah, you're better to balance. hit it. You're yeah. better to hit it in the hazard and take a stroke penalty out than hitting, Almost, it, out yeah. of that, hitting it out of that bunker and then going yeah. into the mm, <laughs> creek from the bunker. I agree with that. That's a really good tip, actually. Go, well, that might be the key tip of the night. Um, so let's move on, I guess, because okay. I think that's a pretty good summary of that hole. Okay. Uh, from four, we skipped to seven. Seven is a 445 par four. Arguably the hardest hole in golf besides Cirrus. Cirrus, you know, uh, nine. Uh, Cirrus, five. Oh, yeah, that's super long that hole, right? I've actually kind of. It's I, I'm going to jinx myself now, and I'm going to jinx myself now that we started talking about this. But I've played that hole like really good in the last two years at the Tamarack. I don't know why. I have no idea. I just well, that's not uh, very helpful. No, now that I'm hitting my a fade with my driver, I just hit a driver at those spruce trees on the right, and I know I'm not going to pull it. And then it actually, once you get around that corner, it actually opens up a ton to the left. It's actually, yeah, it does almost makes right. a whole lot harder laying up. Yeah. But I, I've also been in those right trees a lot. But I just do anything in my power to make sure I don't cool. go right. Those so, right trees are death. But if you like, if you start them at those and you know you're not going to pull it, it's actually not that bad of a hole. But it's easier said than done, I guess. Too. Yeah. I'll be like, in those trees both fucking rounds in the weekend though. Uh, yeah, I've been on both sides of that, obviously more to the right, because I think it's just because there's a lower chance of losing your ball to the right. So you have a tendency to like steer it over there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've, I don't know. That's I've not the case. Had... So that's what I've learned. Yeah, I think you see it. I think you see it as like it's open, right? Yes. You can, you can see uh, 18 And I think the right's that. actually more dangerous than the left side. Oh, way more. Way, way more. Way more. Everything's open from the left side to the green. Like you're yeah. better to hit you it in the bunker it. on the left. Yeah. You hit like a terrible shot. Yeah. Way better. Yeah. So I would say miss left there. I know it's okay. easier it's said weird. than that. Yeah, it is. No, but it's weird to to think about that because you think that there's a bush there, right? And there's nothing on the other side of it. So you think that if you hit it in there, you're going to lose your ball automatically, mm-hmm. right. which isn't the case because it is quite open there. But that right actually sets dead. up pretty good for you, Troy. I know. And right yeah. is dead. Yeah. It sets up good for me too with the draw. And I've yeah, never, ever, ever had a good outcome on that hole. I, I, I don't know. That's kind of what I've learned is just. Yeah. Mine usually scary. comes from like 
getting closer to the green area, but because that green... my main strategy this year is going to be, um, don't be a bitch. Or I played I how you say that. Played how you would normally. Um, be fearless is going to be my yeah. thing. Not Same don't thing. be a bitch. That's a you don't start sentences with don't. You can't steer it. No. So it's Anyways. okay. That's good. I like that. And there's not a whole lot. Actually, the second shot is just as hard if you're way back there. It might even be a harder shot going into that green over the trees and shit on the left. And it's a big green too. You know, I'm going to sound like a broken record here. When choosing your club on this hole, take one less. Short is like a very yeah. easy up and True. down. If you get back, I've speaking from 21 years of experience, I guess four rounds a year for those years, but like you could land just like a foot over the green and it hits that hard pan at the back and you're in the back trees out of nowhere. Yep. You think yep. you hit a good shot and all of a sudden you're in the back bush. Even if and you I, roll. I didn't learn my, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So I would aim on the, uh, or air on the short side. For sure. I like it. In the stroke anyway, match play go right at it. <laughs> so from there, we're going to just go to the next hole. Number eight. Number eight is a, what do we got? 288 yard par four. I thought we were skipping eight. We're we skipping eight. Block eight. Block it. Uh, I thought you the, wanted to talk about it with the yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll talk about that now. I was going to save that for after, but we'll mix it into this. Okay. It's not really eight specifically. <clears throat> uh, just just the Clear Lake, there's a few holes where um, the green is sloping away, which one of them is eight. So that's actually, you guys are right. It ties in here. Um, so if there's a front pin, um, I think it's like eight. 16. It's like that on 16. Um there's a few holes like that where if there's a, if there's a red flag, a front pin, um, there's a lot of guys who have the tendency to try to get too cute with it. And, uh, I think we talked about this last year, but it's, um, five. it's really relevant. Uh, five. Yep. So if there's a red flag there, don't get too cute with it. Just go past the hole because there's a lot of times where you'll get too cute with it and leave it like a foot or two short of the green. Um, and then you're just going to run it by anyways. So you just wasted a stroke there. Um, eight and eight and 16 specifically, if there's a front pin, just get it onto the green. That's it. Two putt. If you have to, uh, instead of leaving it short and then you're looking at bogey, then instead of a par, just get it on the green. Even if it rolls past 15 or 20 feet, who cares? Just get it on the green. Like it. So that's eight. I guess it's just eight green specifically, but we can. Yeah, no, I think that's uh, that's a good tip. Uh, and then we'll move on to nine, which is a 334-yard par four. I actually didn't know it was that short. I don't think I ever realized the actual distance on that hole. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, uh, you hit any tee shot and it ends up in the same spot. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. So You could go for the green there, though. Ken. Horning used to like, do that all the time. Yeah, I... Yeah, I did in the Agassi Cup all the time, but it doesn't really mean much. Yeah. Just go for it anyways. The only issue with that is with a lot of those blind greens, you don't want to wait on the tee box forever and then yeah. skank one. So you just hit an iron anyways just to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense or not, but. I think that's a logical play, though. I know, but it's annoying. 
because you'd like to go for it, but you're not going to make everybody wait. Yeah. Get a back up there and then skank one. Yeah. But anyways, back Are to you nine. Skank. Yeah. Is that a new word? Golf term? I've heard of it lots. Skank I thought one. it was shank. No, shank would be off the hose. Skank's just kind of a <laughs> shitty shot. Just a skank. Is that the same as is that the same as hoard? <laughs> yeah. Basically. You want to hoard yourself with a with a skank? Okay, do you guys have any tips on the tee shot here? I, I got a good one, but just hit you guys six got iron. Anything? Just hit six iron. Okay, but hit six iron and not a lot of times it's uh what an anyways shot. Yeah. You just hit it anyways. And it's almost like a layup in the sense that if you don't pick a target, you don't commit to anything. True. And then you could end up hitting it in terrible spots. You have to actually on those shots, and it's such a hard thing to do, and it's hard to remember it in the in the present time. You have to pick a target to actually hit it at, as if you're hitting at a flag or something like that. Otherwise, you just aim down the middle, but you don't actually know where you're aiming, right? Fair enough. No focus. Yeah. So then I've hit some skanky shots. Or, you know. <laughs> and you can get some high numbers on that hole. Like the tee shot is like the shot that you need to hit there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's the one that's like, well, I think your easy, approach, but it's the one approach, that you could be. I think your no, approach no, no, shot's no. got to be the most important. I'm no, yeah, you're right. I'm saying like the the approach shot's a difficult one. Like the tee shot is one that you should take advantage of because it is an, an easy part of the hole that you should try to guarantee that you're actually in right. the hole for. And then yeah, uh, if, if you if you screw yourself on that tee, you're setting up for yes. a big number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because as soon as you get on that green, it is a shit show. Mm-hmm. There's like actually no better way to put it. I, I don't know that I would have any tips for that. There's no tips. Like, just hang if, on tight. If the pin's on the back side of the green, I always aim top right and hit it 10 yards extra and just play to that spot. You know what I mean? So you'd be like on the upper right hand part of the slope. Okay, yeah. Like oh, you're you're over the green, but you're on the top half. So it's it's basically that's where I always kind of aim for is like in that ten yards there. Yeah, yeah. If the pins like the are the flat back. part because of the top right, I usually aim for that on, anyways. Yeah. I just think uh, that it's like the the most precise you need to be all day, basically. So the biggest thing to do with a shot like that is just commit, fully commit to whatever you're doing. And if it doesn't work out, that's fine. But just like be sure with the club that you have and pick a spot and just do your best to hit it there. Cause anything could happen on that freaking hole. Anything. It's insane. I guess. Oh yeah. Always just make sure you're below the hole. You're going to end up there at some point or another on that hole. Yeah. Right. Yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. It's it's such a hard green to explain and try to you know, yeah. um, talk about via a podcast because there's just different layers to the green and different pin mm. possibilities. So, do you think like most of the the tour courses like that's ninety percent of their greens or like that? I don't know. I I don't think. Or do you, so. or do you think like it. that's even over the top? Mm-hmm. Like ten not be like. I think they would be like number ten. More like 10? Yeah. Like 10 is insane, so but like 9 yeah. is... They'd be faster probably. 10 is doable, right? Stupid. 10 is doable. Right. Nine's let's like, move to 10. Well, let's skip to 10 then. Good call, Reg. And on your Whose way... Whose hole is it? On your way to uh, 
On your way to the tee box, you got to be careful for Carl. Is that what he's called? Well, yeah, I think it is Carl. Carl the Crow. <laughs> hey, Carl. Such a dickhead. Uh, so number 10. I might bring a pellet gun. <laughs> Why don't they just shoot those assholes? Because they're, they're in a park. national park. All right. Well, nobody has to know about it. Well, you just talked about it on a podcast, guy. You have to put it in the sleeper. Yeah. In the national park. Put some poison in your chips. You have to put it in a sleeper, hold and put it to sleep, and then (laughs) transport it elsewhere. (laughs) It's the right thing to do. Okay, so Carl's hole number 10 is uh, 362-yard par four. You got the creek across. uh, What is it, about 220 out? Mm, 180. Yeah, it's not that oh, far. Okay. But it seems like it's 220. Especially at seven in the morning. Tight tee shot, no matter what you hit. Uh this is the first of the uh white line holes mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. Clear Lake. Uh for those of you that don't know, uh there's a white line on both sides of the of the bush. If you cross the white line. Regardless of if you find your ball, if you find your ball two inches over the white line, you have to carry it to the middle of the hole and drop it on the white line for a stroke. So it saves up, saves a lot of time, but it sure pisses the guy off when you're like a foot over the white line and you and have an easy, easy shot, but you can't hit it. Uh, so the, they have that on uh, ten and fifteen. Okay, what's uh, yeah, it's a tough hole. I mean, it's tough. Mostly just through your uh, mentally tough. It actually isn't that hard of a hole. It's not. It's just when you start there first thing in the morning and uh, it's the first shot you hit in the Tamarack, it adds a lot of pressure and nerves to it. And uh, I don't know, like, do you have any, do you have any thoughts for that Rio? Like how do you handle the first tee usually? I think, I think the reason why people find it so hard and myself included is that uh, a lot of people, I, I prefer first shot of the day to have a, a driver in my hand or something like that that's easier to hit whereas that hole you have to carry it 180 yards and it's wet in the morning at times there and i mean cool. you got to hit one of your low irons yeah. crisp on the first shot of the day you can't hit a driver because if you do you're in shit with that hill so there's like a spot between 180 and 220 that you have to hit it to so it's a small landing zone, but it's it like you said, George. It's really not that hard of a shot, except for the mental aspect of it. Right. Um, can, I, can I say something here quickly before I forget, Rio? Because this is another thing where uh, I don't know why I always just default going right. Um, this is another one because I know that there's a little opening over there and it's a little bit more space. But I'll tell you, I've never been, I've never landed on that part of the land, of the grass, and if I have. It's a tough shot. Oh, yeah. So I think that this year I'm going to aim middle to left. And even if it goes a little left into the shit, there's actually more room than you think on the left too. But it's still a way better angle to the green from there. I mean, you, you drop it in the middle anyways, but if you're on the right side there, you're not you're not saving a stroke. You're chipping it to the middle anyways. So right. just hit it center to left. And if, I mean, if you go in the shit, you go in the shit. It's one stroke, bring it out. But if you don't, you're gonna have a good look at the green, and it's not that hard of an approach shot. This that hole's uh, gotten a lot easier for me over the years. As you guys know, I used to hit that big swooping draw, so that shot was like yeah. impossible with the five iron. But 
hitting it a little straighter now. It's a little easier shot. So I worry more a little less now than I used to, but it's still, I mean, with the nerves, you don't play tournament golf anymore. You got to step up yeah. there and hit a well, five iron down the middle first shot of the day. And that's the thing. When the course was designed, it was designed as a whole 10, not a whole one. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's true. Very true. So to hit that shot first of the day, Compared to a lot of opening shots, even a clear lake, like compare one to 10, the tee shot there, night and day. So be easy yeah. on yourself and uh, whatever. Who cares? It's, the thing that back. I like about starting on the back, or I used to anyways, is that you get all the hard stuff out of the way first. And yeah. then you can make Very hay true. if you get through it. But if you don't get Very through true. it, then you're kind of down in the dumps. Yeah. But Then you're hurt. Yeah, then you're really hurt. Uh, okay, well, let's skip ahead to George's favorite hole, number 12. 168, I think. That seems yeah, tough times. Tough hole. Yeah. Tough hole. Uh, I don't think we need to spend a whole lot of time on this one. Um, I don't know. It's it's a very hard hole, and uh, there's a lot that can go wrong if you're long here. Uh, I know Rigo's been talking about that a little bit. Um, so my advice here, again, is to, to club down one. Even if you end up in that bunker, you're I mean, still looking at a bogey. Probably it's better than better than long. If you're long, you're either lost ball or you're you're who are you're skanked down there. <laughs> uh, like that's once it goes past the green, man, that's a thirty foot drop down there. Like that's a yeah, queer. twenty foot drop probably. Like it's a hard shot coming back up there, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Part threes like that, uh, like they're so difficult because. Like what other hole in the course do you have a, a an approach like that? Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. It's the same as uh, well. I'm not going to cross courses, but 14 and Gilbert, like that shot, you never have that ever. Right. And then you're expected just to hit it normal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Eight at Minnesota. This this hole is kind of like those ones where it can play as a a 54 degree wedge, or if the wind picks up and it's in your face because it's elevated. Seven you could hit a seven or an eight yeah. on there, and then it's and yeah. then when you're hitting a seven into that shoot, Whew. holy shit! What'd you hit pitching wedge? Uh, yeah, I think so. It's uh probably hit a. It's uh a for asshole. Yeah. No. Oh. What? Adam. <laughs> I just I just hit what A happened? on I just hit A on every part three. So that's who it was. Yeah, you. Yeah. I could. Oh, I was like, what <laughs> inside joke did I miss you? That was it. Yeah, you're a you're a dummy though. You're like uh, I hit the green every fucking shot. Yeah, but like I'm hitting five iron and you got an A in your hand. Like what? I hit the green. You. Well, I got an ace, bro. Well, me too. <laughs> Oh well, yeah, you do. <laughs> okay. Anyways, uh, back to twelve. Yeah, I don't know. Be short, if anything, because long you're freaking dead. There's a lot of that on this course. You're yeah, you're you're just dead. Like there's no other way around it. Even if you find it, you're hooded. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, let's move on here. Thirteen. What are we talking about? Thirteen. Part five. Five forty-five. How do you play this one, Reg? Actually, I when you asked which holes to cover, I said this one just because I thought maybe you guys would have strategies <laughs> for, how, for air, how I, I, how I yeah, yeah. <laughs> If anybody uh, knows how to play hole 13, send an email to 
hole13kingolfpodcast at gmail.com. I always think I can rip my driver because I snap hook it or draw it, as I like to say, uh, and it will work out. But that's the hole I hit straight on every time. So I think when I, the last time I played, I just hit hybrid and kind of swung it around as good as I could. And that's really your best outcome. So I think unlike, uh, yeah, I mean, drums, I don't know that you'd be doing that on the, the, tar- the Tamarack. Though. Like, I don't think you'd be pulling out your driver there. I want to. What do you? Problem. No, I want to. Yeah. Cause it were, yeah, it, it goes to you, but, yeah. um, one thing, like I'll, I'll admit that I haven't had a lot of success with my strategy on four, but my strategy on 13 has actually been pretty good over the years. Um, so I hit an eight iron, an eight iron, and then another eight iron. And for those people like me who like hitting their eight iron or nine iron, uh, it's perfect. So I'll hit one about, you know, 170 yards out there, which is like the middle of the, the first little shoot there. And then I'll hit another eight iron, which works out. There's like a flat spot on top there, or it goes down into the, the ditch there, either one, it's a safe shot. And then you just punch one up by the green and uh, get up and down for a par sometimes if the pin's not too greasy. Um, but it's, it's, again, it's one of those holes where if you t- get out there with a bogey, you're probably not feeling horrible about yourself but it, it takes a lot of the, the higher numbers out of the way for me. So it's something that's worked for me. It, it probably wouldn't work for everybody, but that's just my strategy for it. I'm actually really excited to play that hole this year, just for the simple fact that I've hit like 10, four irons around for the last two months. And that's exact. like, I'm just like, cause I've tried to do your approach or like I've gone five iron and then I've tried to hit seven iron just to the bottom. Yeah. And in my life, I have never hit as many bad shots as I have hitting layups. I, I can't hit a layup. I don't know why. Like, I could pull up my fucking putter and hit in a better spot than I do with my – honestly, it's in, it's absolutely insane. So I'm just going to pull up my forearm and just try to get to the top of the hill every yeah. every round. That's it. It's a, be- it's fully a better way to, to do it probably, yeah. Because I can't, I can't lay up. I don't know what it is about it, but I just – like. Like I can, I, that's a bad way to put it. I can't hit like target shots, like 170 yards on those holes. I don't know why, but I just right. can't my, do it. My biggest issue with that hole is I've hit a lot of good shots back when I used to do this, that same thing. And I would be like two feet off of like the fairway and it rolls and rolls and rolls. And then it goes on the yeah. car path and then it comes back down the hill and then you're in the trees yeah. over there or it goes yeah. left. Same okay, thing. No like more you're getting bad shit into my head right now. No, I know, but it's just like, I don't know. I've hit a lot like of good could, shots there that I thought were okay that didn't turn out okay just for me to say, screw it. I'm not even going to try that anymore. I could literally just go like five iron, 60 degrees, 60 degrees, 60 degrees, and have a putt for par, and I wouldn't make an eight like I normally do. Yeah. Again, like no, uh, pretty well every hole we've talked about, different you got to go short too. Well, it's 120 still. Like, I don't know. Fuck, I just... To get to 240, I could hit 260s instead of, I don't know. Yep. No, drums, you're right there. It's another It's another hole where pretty much every hole is like, if you're long, you're toast. There's, yep. not, there's not a whole lot of room at the back of the greens. That's, yeah. That's the biggest nightmare I've ever had in the Tamarack was that hole. Over? Behind it? Because mm-hmm. I, yeah. I was playing Pistol Pete, a page, and I was like... <laughs> One down, going into 13. That was when I 
qualified second. I was the highest ever qualified, and I played him. And we got there, and he was in the bush, like, all the way up the hole. And he had a putt for a bogey, and I was up on the top of the hill in two. And I tried to just hit it onto the green from there, and I fucking intermittent the green. Got stuck under the tree and made seven, and he beat me on that hole. So I went two down instead of auto, auto even. <laughs> it was absolutely insane. If there's a hole you're going to rock up your card, it's that one. For sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. On to so the next one. You go to 888. 888? It's better than 666. Yeah, Way better. Uh, on to 16. 16 is a 268 par four. I'll let uh, Reggie take this one. He said he got some stuff here, and I kind of went over what I wanted to talk about. So floor is yours. Uh, it's reachable for pretty much every golfer. Um, it probably plays about 220 downhill. Like you can get there with an iron when it's downwind downhill. So it's reachable for just about every golfer. The tip that I would have, um, it's going to be sound kind of crazy, but if the pins at the front of the green and only when it's at the front of the green, when it's a red flag, I always take one more club that I need to to get to the green and I actually hit it over the green because then it completely transforms the whole yep. because then you're hitting up the slope instead of down the slope and, and then you just you just bypass my tip completely you don't have to worry about the approach you're going right. the other way right That's and it's easier said than done um, but mm-hmm. if Definitely. it's at the front and aim to the left side of the green and you can go along there's like a there's a pretty big pretty big hole there that you Landing can get area. to. Yeah. And worst case, you're in the bunker in the front, and then at least you can get some shit on it to keep it up there with the approach shot anyways. But mm-hmm. It's a good one. I like that. Good tip. Yeah, that's that's something about Clear Lake courses. It just visually appears to be so tight. I think it's just because the trees are so tall, and it's just like there's nowhere to escape to. But once you actually think about it, like you're right, Rigo, there's lots of room back there to the left. Mm-hmm. And even if you go a little bit – um, off the path to the left, it's still just a chip. Yeah. You're not hitting the 200 yard shot. It's like a little punch out of there, and you can yeah. usually get it onto the green from there. Yeah. Plus, there's a spotter there, so you're usually going to find your ball, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Unless you completely skank one in there, but then you heard. Then it's just yeah. Then you're then it's your own fault. But am I Mertz? Uh, yeah. <laughs> am I Mertz? <laughs> Okay, Reg, this next one is you as well. 17. Your hole. Yeah. Uh, what is it, 115? 110. Yeah. Probably plays like 80, 85. I hate this fucking hole. This is the hole that I could play 1,300 times as opposed to playing this one one time and score better. Yeah. You could play what? I don't know. Like – Probably my average score on 13 is lower than my average score on 17 through the years. Agreed. I'm either short or I'm in. No, I'm just usually short. Oh, like I get so into my head that I just like completely top it or I skank it. It really benefits me because I have that little punch wedge shot that that's basically you just have to. I don't know, just send one down instead of trying to lob one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, if you lob it, there's so much hole, that man. could go wrong. Yeah. But I just basically take dead aim and just punch one at it. You just throw it at it, just, basically. 
I used to just love that hole. And then, I did too. You, know, you hit two or three or four bad ones, and then it's just like all mental from there. When we played this year, Reg, like we all emptied our bags mm-hmm. on the gr- and I hit maybe one of eight balls <laughs> onto the green. I don't know. Can you can you tell me what to do? Like mentally, I know how to hit it. I know how to hit that shot. My wedge is probably my favorite club in my bag, but I just don't know what to do mentally because I've lost a lot of matches on that hole, and I've taken a lot of doubles in the stroke play, and I just don't know what the answer to that hole is. Save me. Save me. It's just a, it's just a feel shot. I don't know. Don't think about anything else. Like you've hit that shot on every other hole the whole day. And if you were 80 yards out on a hole, you'd be licking your chops and it's the exact same shot. It's just visually different. Cause you, you can't play like 110 yards. You have to play like your 80 or, 80 or 90 yards out on a regular hole. You just, yeah, that's true. Take a normal and shot. Actually, like that. That's something that I've actually, um, that how I've many times started... you chunk it from 80 yards? Like yeah, no, you're hole. right. It's well, usually just the tee box because it's so freaking sandy up there and stuff. Yeah. I just like, oh, do you tee it up or no? No. Okay, tee it up. It's like a absolute game changer. On a wedge. Well, but like tee it. When I say tee it up, I don't mean like like sticking oh, like up. I mean like because I forget who it was. It was either Jack Nicholas or Gary Player or somebody of that status said that they teed up on every part three because it's a guaranteed perfect lie every time instead of trying to. Search around the tee box for yeah, a perfect okay. lie. So I teed up there, that. and then that, and then you get rid of that sandy shit. You're just picking it off the tee. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I do that on number three at Rossman now too, because that tee box is kind of the same. Mm-hmm. Do you do that on all your irons, like on par threes? No, depending, I don't know. I never, Neither never. I. If it's into the wind, I don't. But if it's I downwind, think, I do. I think Gary, like Brandon, was the one that said, like, well, you'd hit one or three maybe max iron shots off tees every round. So why why would you do something that you're not used to? Like I tee up like just like just if just I can't barely, find a good yeah. lie on the if I can't find a good lie on the tee box, like I teed up on number 17 at clearly or at uh Gilbert too because it's the tee boxes that are just beat to shit because you can't find any good lies on them. Yeah. Yeah. It honestly feels like hitting out of the sand trap sometimes on that hole. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why, yeah. Tee it up. Okay. And if you anything, the tea, if anything, teeing it up will give you a refresher from your right. shitty yeah, attitude. Something on different. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, well that I'm takes make us birdies all all week. Nice. And that takes us to eighteen. Nothing spectacular about eighteen, but Reg, you do have a good story. <laughs> I think I've told it on here. Have you? I couldn't remember if, yeah. you've, if you've told it on here. So give us uh, give us the cliff notes of it. Well, it was uh, the day of George Hole in One on twelve. It was our last hole of the day. After George Hole in One, we got pretty crushed. Uh, we might have actually been kind of drunk going into the Hole in One. Not drunk, but we were definitely into it because we were all golfing shitty. Anyways, so by the time we get to eighteen, we we're pretty banged up. Uh, the groups in front of us. The tee box is right at the front of the tee, downwind. And I go to tee it up. And I say to these guys, I'm like, should I just wait? And everybody's like, ah, no, fuck it. Like, if you hit it, you'll just roll up there anyways. Like, you're not going to get it up there. <laughs> hit them in the ankles. So this guy's standing on the front left, just beside the bunker on the on the green. And I just, like, roast a high draw. And I'm watching him like, oh, boy. Oh, oh God. 
and this guy's putting and he's leaned over putting and all of a sudden he just snaps like he got bit by a hornet or something like and he's running around the green and i'm like i just hit that guy you guys are like what i'm like yeah i i just drilled that guy so you hit that guy so they're still putting and i i didn't even let these guys hit their shots like i literally just put my head cover on and went straight to the cart drove up there and this guy's like still pacing around the green and i was like man i'm sorry like i didn't think i could get it there he's like man it's all right like it's all good it'd be a lot better if it didn't hit me in the eye (laughs) i'm like what and it bounced he said he was putting and it bounced off the ground and just right up into his eyeball like right (laughs) up and then we, we finished we finished playing the hole and this guy's already in his car in the passenger seat leaving and he drives by and I stop him again and I was hammered. So I'm like, I'm sorry, man. Like, and then he's like, his eyes is like closed <laughs> and like closed shot. He's like, oh, I'll be all right, man. Don't worry about it. I can still see him. I'm like, okay. But yeah, hit a guy in the eyeball and saw a hole in one in the same day. So, that was, uh, so did he, uh, did he finish the rest of the week? I don't know that. I'd like to. Him. I'd like to meet him again. Yeah, that'd be. Hilarious. We should get him on the podcast. <laughs> get his side of the story. I'm like the gator that got Chubbs' hand. <laughs> uh, do you guys have any tips on how to play that hole? Because I, I'm out. Like I, I can't play that hole. No, we don't need to talk about 18. Let's call her okay. with that story. Okay. okay. Is it there? Good way to end one. It, I think so, one last match play tip i guess of the tamarack is that on that golf course whether it's 13 where a shit show can happen 14 that a lot of guys can get to in two if they want 15's tight 16's reachable 17's a shit show and then 18 i mean anywhere on the back nine if you're in a match like it's not over till you you're absolutely not out of it like i've ever. been on both sides of that coin yep and i've seen both sides of that coin and uh, Rigo cannot be more spot on with that one. Absolutely anything happens on that course. So you're never, ever out of a match unless you're down uh, nine through ten. Like, who mo- is that? Momentum in a match is crazy, too. Holy. Yeah. If a guy's five up with seven to go, he's kind of already checked out. That's kind of when you start putting the gas on a bit. Hmm. Because he's already thinking about his next match at that point for them. Usually, most yeah. guys, unless oh, yeah. he's unless he's really mentally tough. But you know, if you got a big lead and you know you're already you're already thinking about what you're going to eat after, what who you're going to play in the next round or something like that. So, you know, have a good hole or two and see what happens because it does change pretty fast. And then he starts clenching his ass cheeks a little bit tighter too after that. Yep, holding her a little bit tighter. I'm starting to clench thinking about this weekend already. Right already. Now. What uh, Saturday morning? Eight. Eight forty-eight, baby. All right. Our best tea time ever. Yeah, that's yeah, not bad at all. Did you pay somebody off or what? If you want to know what Rigo did for it, little. Okay, let's get the hell out of here. I think this is pretty long. This one. Uh, I don't think so. We BS quite a bit before the show. Mm, true. Okay, but let's bounce, though. Uh, Good luck to you, boys, and good luck to everybody at the Tamarack this upcoming weekend and week. Yeah, baby. I'm sure we'll be in touch. I don't know if we'll sneak one in next week. We'll kind of play by ear, see how uh, your guys' schedule 
plays out. We'll go we might that. be at the we might be up at Clear Lake, so I can maybe try to bring this mic up there and we'll test her out. Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, we'll probably have some stories to share. Yeah. Yeah, we could recap qualifying and stuff like that. Just real quick check in. Uh I gotta work Wednesday, so I'll probably head back up there Wednesday night though after work. So we could actually do it Wednesday night if we have nothing else going on. Maybe just like a quick half hour short or something. Yeah. Okay, so that we'll sounds see. good. No promises. Uh, but yeah, good luck, boys. Have a good week. Have a good time. Thanks, drums. Play Thanks, well. Uh, in the meantime, everybody uh, continue to follow along with us on social medias. Grab yourself the king card. Make sure you take advantage of the last, let's say, a month of 2021. And then you're set up for 2022 with that puppy. Sure. Hey, we got a hell of a deal, too, that we just tossed out yesterday. The Tamarack special. You get uh, one hat or a toque uh, for the early mornings of the Tamarack, and then you get one of our quarter zips. So both of those, hat and hat or toque, and a quarter zip for $100. Uh, so pretty good deal. We're going to be – and also, if you are, are going to place an order on the website the, before the Tamarack, we're going to be taking stuff up there all week. So just choose free pickup. Send us a message on there saying – please bring to Tamarack and uh, save 15 or 20 bucks on shipping. So if you're in the market for anything new gear wise, kinggolf.ca baby. Let's go. Okay. Peace out of here, boys. Love you later. See you fellas.